0: Our grog. Hello and welcome to the Cidership Podcast. I'm Peter Fitling, and this week it's just me and Matthew Weir. Uh, Kerry's basting and roasting herself in a Spanish sun for a fortnight. Matthew, how the devil are you?
1: Uh, I'm good, Peter. I'm back from my little trip down south to Algarve and Lisbon, which was fun. I did take the liberty of posting a little video up to the Cider shed Podcast Facebook group which of the beach I was on, which just got a lot of hate. <laughs> hate, je- jealousy because of your sweet sweet Yeah, kind of. They're a, begr- they're a begrudging bunch, but, you know, I understand. It wasn't meant – It was, you know, I was fishing a little bit. Also, one thing I wanted to say. Now, when you were off, me and Kerry described you as outstanding and praised your camping skills. Yeah. When Kerry was off, we praised her incredible memory and her great – Um, raising of a kid quite rightly yes absolutely and when i'm off let me just check my notes you described me as a strange translucent fish that had been dragged up from the depths of the sea
0: yeah well um it was evidence-based commentary and i think we did say some nice stuff in between the uh um, sort of rather personal sort of descriptions about your you know uh, pasty body
1: Mm, i am pale oh, but i will say that the, the sand in the background of that picture was golden and that sand looks white in that picture as well yeah so I've, I've
0: heard rumors there was a lot of um a lot of glare in that photo there was a bit of glare
1: yeah and and uh i don't know did i put the little star over my nipples i think you well, you didn't open it did you you didn't know no. you resisted
0: well the, the good news is there's so little going on in the arches this week that we could just spend half an hour doing a kind of a um sort of Homerian ode to your greatness your many fine qualities your luxury you know your flowing locks your um chiseled jawline your fine wit your way with words etc etc
1: keep going <laughs> <laughs> um well i tell you what i will say having i didn't get round to listening to the archers until the omnibus and then i listened to you guys afterwards on sunday
0: was that was that just cuz you were on holiday or was as yeah.
1: you heard rumors no, I was picking up things. I mean, I was think you and Kerry both messaged me, didn't you, during the week to say, you know, it's a bit random. And then I could see things going on on Twitter. And then I just decided, you know, I'm going to listen to the pod, but it needs to make sense, so I'm going to listen to the omnibus first. And, oh, my God, on the basis of last week and now this week, like, I go away for a week. What have they done to the Archers? Like, they've broken it.
0: I mean, the thing about doing an Archers podcast is, Every now and again, you feel like this there may be a little bit too much ambridge in your life and mm. then like you know like you've taken some time off carrie's taken some time off and it does feel like a kind of necessary palate cleanser, but you still listen to the show and it's actually quite enjoyable to listen to the listen to the to the archers without the pressure of you know having to turn up and do the recording and all that sort of stuff which obviously is a you know, very pleasurable hobby but it you know it does sort of um skew things a bit but this last week i mean i just i mean I, it felt like i wouldn't i i begrudged listening to it, and now I begrudge the need to talk about it.
1: <laughs> well, I, I did a like a, a second time around this week. I didn't listen to anything till today because I was still kind of mm. on holiday mode. And then when I did the second time around, just to be a bit more, um, to scrutinise a bit more and make notes, I missed – I got through it, and I missed out like Tuesday or Wednesday's episode and didn't even notice because it didn't – and then I was like, hang on, there's five episodes a week now, so I had to jump back. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a right old hodgepodge, I would say – you know, should we advocate the um, the return to four episodes a week?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it felt like the same episode four times, five times this week. Yes, Jakob's a bit of a, a dick and and, and lets us count the ways. Um, you know, you had, I mean, the stuff between Tracy, I mean, basically, they should have just expanded the Tracy and Jazza stuff. That was That was vaguely tolerable, although, you know, it was us. It was enjoying them talking about something I didn't care about at all. So that that dog, what was it called? Nonce or something. I can't remember. (laughs) Uh,
1: Moose, the loose moose.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, And then the Justin Justin Lillian thing, I never expected to hate a scene with Lillian that much.
1: It was, the whole thing was quite, um, how could I say this? socially and economically tone deaf I mean we're at the ass end or the ass beginning of a pandemic everyone's feeling the pinch well a lot of people are and you know are we relating to these empty nesters who've got loads of disposable income from selling the barn how much did they get for the barn by the way I think it was hundreds of thousands, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, sad as it is, I went on and actually Googled Barnes for sale in the Cotswolds to get a rough idea. And like, you can find them around for about 750 grand. Yeah. Because Double Bill, the horse, was in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And also, he wanted to, he
0: was thinking about starting up a, a yacht racing team. So that's just ridiculous. Anyway. Um, should we should we try not to be hypocrites? Should we try and add some vague structure to our dismantling of an absolutely shambolic and kind of um, loose week? Absolutely. Uh, my notes were sailing, dogging, <laughs> horsing around, and Jacob the c-.
1: So, yes, Jacob the c-. I mean, fun- funnily enough, there was that thing flying around on Twitter today. Did you see it about what words were not approved of using on the Beeb or on TV? I think it was in the eighties. Did you see that? Yeah. So you couldn't say, as it said, as a rule, no way. You can't say f***, "wank,", wank, wank spunk, "spunk," and "Jesus Christ" for okay.
0: So, well, thank you, Matthew. Um, we did discuss earlier on today whether it was my editing duties or yours tomorrow, and it, you know it's mine, and that's an extra five minutes of my life down the toilet. Sorry, Peter. To well, that's all right. It's worth it. Um,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What was it again? <laughs> <laughs> wank, twank, spunk, spunks." Jesus Christ. But you can say bugger bastard, bloody bloody, sod bollocks, bleeding prat, dickhead prick, oh god and Jesus. So funnily enough, you can't say you can't say Jesus Christ, but you can if you apt this is filed under if you absolutely have to, you can say Jesus.
0: Right, okay. Well that's good to know. I'm, I'm gonna have to come up with my own kind of like BBC guidance set of rules. I might have to sort of send them around to you and Kerry later. It's kind of like, you know, well you'll be able to just follow the beeping tomorrow. Oh, I mean, for goodness sake,
1: I mean we came on we actually hooked up online at about eight o'clock but i mean it was a whole other show before we pressed record wasn't it we got all the libelous stuff out of the way yeah <laughs> things that we can't be sued now for all of the stuff that we said half an hour of
0: um half an hour of um, terrible stag dudes um yes let's let's take it off one by one then so we start so sailing dogging horsing around and yakob so yeah. the sailing right the first thing about that was that uh like you said, one it's wildly offensive. The just the, the inappropriateness, of, inappropriateness of it all. Uh, also, the inconsistency of Justin's wealth. Like, so they'll have these kind of petty grievances about money, knocking around Ambridge, and they'll also be arguing about kind of. I'm inventing this now, but kind of, I don't know, like veterinary bills for Ruby or something. And then all of a sudden, Justin, you know, Justin's kind of whimsically talking about whether he's going to sail to the other side of the world or start up a, a, a racing team. And it's just—I've said this before—is I think he's supposed to be Barclays' brother's rich, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think so. Why is it burning a hole in his pocket so much? That's what I don't get. And this idea that at the end of tonight's episode, Lillian's there "Saying maybe we could sponsor a hockey team." Um, it's very strange. So I, I presumably hockey.
0: She meant to say hockey. Maybe we could sponsor hockey. I mean, this is the kind—you know—that's the kind of money they're talking about.
1: Yeah, I, I think. This idea—we're meant to see this money they got from the barn as like loose change, aren't we? Mm. That, that he just wants to, you
0: know. I mean, what's your? What's your what, I mean, I guess what would be an equivalent amount for us? I mean, I mean, we talk. It'd be like a thousand pounds for us, wouldn't it? That's sort of like, you know, it's kind of like, well, it's a, it's enough. It's enough money. No, because I'd still want to do something responsible with a thousand pounds.
1: I mean, I got the last time I was handed, like, about a thousand. Um, I went and bought a Nikon camera, a decent camera that I wanted. So maybe it's the equivalent of that. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but I would, you know, they're on about well, a ski lodge. They were going to do the whole ski lodge thing, a corporate box at Felpham City. Was it actually,
0: I actually quite like the idea of that. That could have been quite a. That could have dragged in a whole load of um, interesting
1: plot lines. Yeah, I'd I would love a kind of a a local um, grassroots football team storyline that would be good
0: a, a day in the box gets put up as a prize at the fate eddie wins it um insert shenanigans and hilarity
1: yeah and i, I also like the idea of you know justin ending up becoming a major stakeholder in Felpersham city and kind of becoming this daniel levy type figure in Borsetshire. i would quite like that as well
0: yeah um Justin decides to go down to the to the um, change room at half time to give the lads a bit of a G up <laughs> and ends up being pinned against the wall by a kind of uncompromising Roy Keane esque sort of uh, captain.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, are they leading us anywhere with this? Because Justin, okay.
0: Sorry to interrupt, Patty, but I hadn't even considered they might be.
1: Uh, well, this is the thing, though, isn't it? Because I felt that this whole trip to the Isle of Wight was a vehicle for Justin to discover something funny about Lillian's past so that then she could throw the daffodil photo back in his face. So they would do this whole round trip for them just to do that. But there was that moment where he was with Tony in the workshop and he started getting very interested in, mini- you know, miniature railways. And he was thinking about the business side of that, and that never went anywhere. I'm sure there was another thing that escapes me now that he was he was pondering as well as a business interest purple velour jumpsuits maybe yeah those onesies that they had on lockdown Um but yeah I, I just don't it just doesn't chime with me at all like these very rich people in I guess what are we saying Lillian and Justin are in their 60s early 70s I'm going to get pelters for this aren't I because I said that um Roy was in his early 50s and he's actually 42 so Roy is actually, Roy, who's out there being a serial shagger on the internet, is younger than you and I, Peter.
0: Oh, well, I mean, this this is the problem. It's how they're written, isn't it? I mean, they, they have, I think, the youngest writer on The Archers is is that um, a woman they added maybe a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. It's a good episodes. She's a good writer, but um, she's, I think she's in her early 30s. So she, the, she's their, you know, kind of like um, voice of the youth.
1: This Lillian and Justin storyline felt like it was bloody written by Reese Mogg and Marie Antoinette while they were staying over at Chipping Norton in the Cotswolds. It was just so out of touch, I thought.
0: The thing is, imagine if you had listen, you listened to an alternative version where it, the joke, the, you know, the hilarious story that was hanging over um, Lillian was actually genuinely hilarious. And the scripting and acting for her sort of like, you know, frenemy from years gone by was 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 amazing and on point it could have you you could sort of put aside the kind of the the slightly clanging nature of the you know the uh the, the you know the, the how the rich spend their money compared to the rest of us but but that what you know but it was all it was all awful i mean that i think that was that's the point isn't it like you know if it was entertaining we would have forgiven a lot
1: yeah she was just another lillian as well wasn't she i don't mean to kind of you know put characters down particularly but um it was just another, a slightly more one-upmanship version of Lillian. I felt, you know, all the all the cliches were there. She was awful. I mean, I was like heard that repeated use of the word "hun." Yes, it was, got
0: very irritating, very very quickly, and I kind of, um, it reminded me of when I spoiled The Usual Suspects for myself, where I was starting to I was starting to kind of watch the scripting rather than enjoy. The performance, so I was just kind of like, was like, oh, another hun? Okay, was that an improvised one? Is this is something the actress has added? Is this surely it can't be in the script? No one could write the script like this. You know, it's just too terrible.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the difference between what people would type and what people would say, isn't it? Hun is very was very um, popular on the internet about 10, 15 years ago, but I don't think anyone ever asks somebody, "Are you okay, hun?" Unless they're doing it um completely uh as a joke i don't think people actually use that term but i might be wrong
0: well i'm happy it was, this is the thing it's like um every now and again someone will sort of talk to me about the charts about you know they'll be like oh you know have you heard you know what's top of the charts well you know what's in the charts or something you know I'm, I'm very happily at that age now where it's a complete irrelevance they might as well be talking about i don't know pigeon population of jupiter or something it's you know it's completely <laughs> inconsequential to me and so yeah like you know um uh, uh how how often people say hun or like this new trend of everyone's like big lads or beefy lads or big boys, you know, if you watch YouTube videos, everyone's banging on about boys or lads all the time. Anyway, sorry. Now I really am making myself sound like a granddad, but yeah, it's just, it's all, it's all gone. It's, it means nothing to me.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm lost with, I mean, radio one, that's just a, something else that exists in the ether. I have no knowledge of what goes on on radio one anymore. I'm no
0: looking forward to, um, I'm quite looking forward to, sort of going through my kind of a, a um, renaissance when my son reaches a certain age when no doubt I'll suddenly be like oh god that, this this is quite good is this in the hit parade <laughs> Cyrus like oh yes this has got a good beat hasn't it you know I'll be um, I'm quite looking forward to that oh no put, put that one on again oh but can we maybe we could buy the whole album
1: <laughs> you can contact yes disc. It, disc. and you're yeah and Cyrus is going to go what is an album what are yeah. you talking about? You I mean, you'll have to get Cyrus to make you make you um, go down to um, Dixon's and get some TDK C nineties and make you some mix cassettes.
0: I would love to go to the Dixon's and um, you know, but I, I do you know that might be. I watch a I watch a YouTube video which is all kind of retro audio stuff, and that would be that would be lovely, just like a kind of time machine, like a Tandys, like a proper nineteen eighties Tandys. Got <laughs> to walk into there and go uh. on
1: the CB radio. I'm gonna tell you something now, which I probably shouldn't I won't mention the name. I had a colleague in Ireland who's our age, Peter. And I don't know if you remember, but in the late eighties, the the Amiga computer and the Atari ST, they were the um the aristocracy of gaming oh, computers. I, I knew people with them. Yeah. And as a treat, his parents took him down to an electrical store in Dublin. I don't know which one it was. And the he had to choose between the two, the Amiga and the ST, and the helpful guy that was working there, the sales assistant, said to him well the amiga comes with a mouse and my friend's said but we've got a cat <laughs> That's
0: a, that just sounds like a terrible terrible old joke
1: no it happened unless he was making it up when he told me he said he said that his mum actually believed it was a cat
0: you'll hear that joke in the arches within the next couple of weeks if they keep their current form going up mm. it, as a joke written as a joke not as a true story
1: yeah yeah maybe i mean there were what did we have with little with little moose. I mean, moose was basically cock blocking Jazzer, wasn't he?
0: Jazzer seemed more concerned with having his bachelor pad dismantled. That seemed his big sort of concern, didn't it? He wanted to keep his kind of, you know, he wanted to keep his black wallpaper up and his kind of um, big posters of Thin Lizzy, um, you know. And you're making his,
1: you're making his bedroom sound like Roy Keane's when he was a when he was a trainee at Nottingham Forest. Apparently, he went up and painted his entire room black and just sat sat in it. And Brian Clough insisted on him redecorating it.
0: Brian Clough, I feel like my my I, I adored Brian Clough when I was younger. But the older I get, the more and more I sort of feel feel like it's probably best that he did what he did when he did it. Like, you know, if he was around today, I think he would, you know, he would be very quickly and quite rightly run out of the game. Some of his some of his tactics were really quite odd.
1: Yeah, I, I have fears for things like you know, if Brian Clough was here now, I feel like he might be like full-on UKIP or yeah. something like that. Um, it's the same way, like, I'm kind of glad Hitchens isn't around anymore because I've had this horrible fear that he might have gone libertarian and just, you know, Joe Rogan-style nightmare. Oh. Sorry, I know Joe Rogan is a particular particular uh, lightning rod for you. We, for
0: should your... steer, we should steer away now because um, if it'd be like if um... – if you and I sort of actually committed to a conversation about Highlander, we basically we would be gone in yeah. a wormhole for three hours.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's, let's divert before I start doing Jordan Peterson impressions.
0: So Jazza's, Jazza doesn't have Brian Clough. He has Tracy to um, make decisions about how he should live his
1: life. Sure. Um, to take down his curtains, didn't she? But
0: she's, I think she's wanted to give a bit of a, a scrub and a clean, but I think it was, I think what it might be building to is more the idea that Jazza is loving being with Tracy, but is going to sort of struggle, struggle slightly, but sort of ultimately will fold in his transition from, you know, arrested development to proper adulthood.
1: Yeah. He's, he just wants to sit on the, on the moldy sun lounger, doesn't he? He seems to be, and she's, they were really lovely. This week, didn't you think there was yeah. no um you know because we god it's been a long time since we heard from tracy like and jazzer interacting yeah. together and i just felt it was well did we hear from them last week actually am i being an idiot
0: i think did, i think you um i think you're mistaking um uh jackie weaver for jazzer <laughs>
1: Maybe, yeah. Um, well, there was the whole thing with Russ came around to coach Chelsea didn't, to give, him yeah, a bit, give her a bit it, of tutoring. It me, yeah, It was just nice because they weren't arguing because I felt that they had this, you know, Kerry particularly as well is not happy with how much, um, what's the word, what's the adjective Kerry used? It wasn't Eggy, was it? It was something. Eggy is very bristol if you want to say that someone's being in, an, in a bad mood or
0: yeah, that was okay. that, that my, my, my part of the West country. Yeah, he was a, was a, you know, go to as well. Did you have head Benny?
1: Uh, when some when some, someone loses,
0: loses it. Benny. Actually,
1: yes, He had a right, a right Benny, a right Benny, head Benny. Benny.
0: Yes. Not, not a head Benny though.
1: But I had friends from, um, I had a friend who came to a flatmate from devises and I asked her, I had to explain head Benny to her once and she went, Oh, a Reggie. <laughs> it's like okay all right whatever i do i do, it's i mean um at a time
0: when i c- occasionally struggle with uh, um, my patriotism or t- trying to find any um i don't you know like the richness of our our kind of you know our language the, the the number of different um you know regional dialects is pretty impressive it's quite dense isn't it you know you go over a yeah over another go, go over another rolling set of hills and there it is another accent another so, so if
1: accents. i if i was to describe something as if i were to describe something as mackie would you know what I meant? I oh, no clue, not a clue. Okay, which means very, very big.
0: Oh, okay. We had Tracy and Jazza being incredibly warm and affectionate with each other, and it was sort of a mixture of brilliant acting and some very kind of on-point scripting. They'd sort of segued into some slight nicknames for each each other. So he's now Jazz, and she's Trace, which I don't think they were before, and and so it just showed it was like a sort of a perfect counterpoint to all the criticisms I made about. Um, justin and lillian and uh, that awful hun woman um so yeah i it was maybe was that the only positive we could take away from this week maybe a little bit of affection and fondness towards alistair
1: yeah happy to see um jazz and trace blossom rather than argue alistair and jacob were causing me quite a lot of distress when they were in scenes together because for me, they almost sound on the same register in terms of their voice. It could It's like listening to someone, it's like Norman Bates in Psycho. I feel like I'm listening to the same person. Oh, really? Talking to each other. Yeah, strange, isn't it? I know that some people obviously <laughs> can tell them apart, but I can just about do it. But there was a point where Jacob was saying something. Jacob was the one that suggested Denise took the dog, Moose, at the end, right? Yeah. And for the most part of that, until Alistair came in i thought it was Alistair saying that it was really confusing me now you mention it i can see how someone would sort
0: of find them confusable but um, there's no there's no confusion for me at all i, I you know like i think maybe it's um, that last scene maybe would be the difference but it's very easy isn't it if you want to punch him it's
1: Jacob and if you don't want to punch him it's Alistair yeah i mean they really ramped up his um just totally obnoxious behavior you wouldn't speak to somebody like that i mean, you know I don't know. I've, I've worked in countries with different standards of what's acceptable and what isn't. And I think in Portugal, actually, a lot of things are let are let go, like bosses screaming, not necessarily at staff, but in front of staff, etc. But I think in terms of like in Australia, if you spoke to somebody like that, you'd end up in bloody court.
0: Yeah, there's um, I was thinking about I mean, uh, I, I, I'm not going to try and get myself into hot water by, you know, trying to make any kind of stupid pseudo diagnosis or anything but there is a very nice young man who um works at a place i take my son near here and he obviously has some kind of condition again but but the thing is he his his problem is he's he's he obviously finds it very difficult to um see nuance and extra meanings or second meanings or sarcasms or kind of like you know jokes like what so yeah that's the best way i can describe it he's very literal when he talks to you but you can see the patience with which he approaches the world. Like he's very careful to sort of listen to and you can see him working hard to try and find meaning in what you say and try and fit in with how you do things. And, you know, if, if someone, and and that, that's my been my experience all the way through life is that people who have that have those kind of social awkwardnesses, they tend to be the people who are, who are you know they're they're sensitive to a fault they're always trying to make the effort it just seems implausible to me that someone who's so dedicated to being good at their job wouldn't as as jakob famously is wouldn't recognize that even though he finds it difficult and tiresome he has to jump through these hoops this is so he has to listen to tedious chat about people's children he has to talk to um you know accept that some people don't have the perfect uh storeroom um, management do
1: do you think that's a fair comparison or am i being a little no no i think i think you're on the money there i mean one thing i thought of since his introduction to the show I mean he was real blood from a stone material, wasn't he, at first? Alistair yeah. trying to have like have the Bants with him at work and he just just nothing. Yes, no, monosyllabic answers. I did think for a while that it was just very lazy writing, in the sense that, oh, like the name Yakov is of derived from Scandinavia, isn't it? And the Scandinavian stereotype is that they are very straight and very um methodical, but, you know, like Jakob is. But polite to a fault. There's actually... A, got yeah, a, yeah, absolutely.
0: What's the word they have for it in Sweden? It's a kind of a... Uh, uh, it's a sort of a national... It's a kind of national spirit, and it's all based around humility and kind of like, you know... Uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in sort of... Not, not genuflection is the wrong word, but sort of like extreme humility. That's the whole point.
1: Yeah, I, I felt that maybe they were trying to to kind of very clumsily make him that kind of character when he first came into it. But I mean, he is generally... the only I think the only time I remember any kind of warmth from Jacob was when he... Whose baby was it he got to stop crying when they were around for dinner? Him and Kate. Do you remember? Oh, no. He, yeah. he picked up the baby and the baby just immediately started cooing. And they're like, oh, you're a natural. And then Kate thought she was pregnant. Do you remember that? Oh, I, I don't remember. Do remember the pregnancy. I, don't, I, I Now you say it. Kerry very kindly posted on Twitter, well, why didn't she go to a doctor? Who told you, who told her she was pregnant? A tree? <laughs> <laughs> Kerry's a very sensitive woman.
0: Oh, uh, we, oh, we haven't done, I did Kerry get enough praise last time? Are we supposed to, uh, I don't know how it works now. You made me feel oversensitive from, from the beginning when you told well, me off, we're not praising you. We supposed praising to, absent friends. We, no, always have just... to
1: praise, do we always have to praise absent friends or can we? we no, I mean, we know Kerry's wonderful. Um, I mean, she she messaged us last night, didn't she? Kind of an emergency thing. Can someone take over the cider shed Twitter because I just ordered I've just ordered a second drink, and uh, I stood up to the plate and then promptly treated that plate like it was at a Greek wedding and smashed it on the floor and totally
0: forgot. Yeah, Carrie Kerry, Kerry does a, a fine fine job with the Twitters, but um, yeah, we, um, well, you know, she is much she is much missed. It is this is these this is the kind of week when it really does help to have three people because, you know, we are. We're i mean it's not the thing is is that i I was thinking about this earlier on i was like well i don't i have been criticized in the past for being overly negative about the archers and and my response to that would be when there's something nice to say i do i do i say it i say nice things and i say it with you know as passionately and as enthusiastically as i do you know like listen to me waffle on about emma or about vince or about the lovely jim or any any one of these characters who I absolutely adore. But if you're given a week like this, what are you supposed to do except moan? I mean, I've tried to say some positive stuff about um, Alistair and um, Jazza and
1: Tracy. I think we sit comfortably in the middle because I, particularly on Facebook, as a result of you know the reach of the podcast, I've joined quite a few of those archers groups. And there's a split. Right, You either have people who are fanatical about The Archers to the extent where they won't hear any criticism of it whatsoever. Which is mental. You have people who seem to be completely and utterly enraged by the state of every single episode and every single storyline. So you get this chorus of who's um, boos and hisses, or who's, (laughs) Um, criticising the show. And I think we're just we're just nicely nestled in the middle, aren't we? We're just there saying, Yeah, it's not it's it's not infallible. Like we get we get it. It's a it's a radio soap. Sometimes it goes off, sometimes they don't have the right storyline. And I just think it's totally healthy to be able to sit in the middle and say, Yeah, not great, not terrible either, you know?
0: If I'd been in my sort of pre-podcast era, then I would have probably maybe taken a couple of weeks off, which I have done in, you know, years gone by. I've sort of drifted away for a month or two. And I think this week and last week would have been enough for me to have one of my little hiatuses.
1: Mm. I mean, you saying that you don't know what the types of wood that were on the second yacht that Justin and Lillian went to sea were. Um,
0: I can take a guess. I know Teak was one of them. Teak was one. Yeah. Rosewood was the other one, maybe. Light Oak. Um, yeah. Uh, I, it's, I mean that, but here's the thing. I'm enough of a geek, uh, and you know, so sort of, no, sorry, not a geek, a kind of like an information whore. I just love knowing about everything. Like you know, that's probably, you know, I, I, I I'm not, I, I, don't have a good brain, but it's a sort of a, it's a, got a great big buckety brain, like it stores a lot of stuff. Um, and you know, that I would have loved to have heard some sort of stuff about sailing, like you know, all the different rigging and that. She they sort of got into it, and instead we had that, just the world's least plausible. This. Do you think you could do better at writing a kind of off-mic funny story that kind of fades back in? I, I, I acknowledge that it must be a very difficult thing to do where, it, you know, you, you, cut from the, you cut from the vet surgery, you're down in cows, and there's Lillian, and there's Justin going, oh, oh and then you thought it was a walrus. <laughs> I mean, I get that's a really difficult thing to do, but it just wasn't
1: funny. At any, at any level and on, on or, or for any of the retellings i'm glad you're saying all this pio because i was about to ask you what happened with the walrus i mean she imagined she she hallucinated a walrus right
0: yes so lillian uh therefore drunk at the <laughs> um, at the, uh, uh you know at the steering wheel or helm or tiller or whatever it's called um the, the 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 bison's uh the bison's bucket or whatever it's called the bison's wheel. Bosun's yeah she's driving the ship she sees something she thinks is a walrus and crashes the ship that's the story isn't it
1: yeah I imagine I mean I've got sympathy because I hallucinated a tennis court in the middle of Vassals Park in 1992 and there's definitely not one there but she she so she steered into a rock or she hit another boat did we not hear what happened or did I imagine all of that no that we
0: were we were told in i think we would I, I mean i
1: she gave the she gave the interview and there was the cutting that nancy was it nancy the annoying hun woman yeah i don't yeah i no idea
0: i mean i, th- I have listened to it twice and i think and i've just sort of immediately it's the different types of listening isn't it it's, it's the um you've got the you've got one kind of you've got one kind of memory that's kind of cramming for an exam where you're sort of you're laying it down for precisely 24 hours all you need to do is like you know it's like trying to remember a a passcode to rush back to your computer you know, like a, a long digit to run you know to go to back to your computer or something then you've got kind of like you know cherished memories that just spot the what spot weld themselves to your brain and you've got this where you are just you are not even if it sticks to your brain it's just pure coincidence or, or madness like i had no made no effort to remember it whatsoever
1: and what happens in cows stays in cows apparently yeah no god that that's enough to get you fired from the the veterinary practice isn't it um there was a story actually i should probably shouldn't go over that i just remember a story from thailand where there was a guy that was having a lot of fun with cows in a barn and he ended up going to jail for it
0: but that's a whole other show that's not just thailand i mean there's, uh, there was a guy in newcastle well, about 20 years ago i remember he was uh uh he was making sweet sweet love with a goat and uh, a train broke down next to the allotments where it was happening so
1: oh, okay. Was there a good pun headline for that?
0: Um, I don't know. Um me so horny or something? I don't know. <laughs> that link with the two stories. <laughs> um, you know, that's uh, Thailand and um yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? So if you can believe it, um, we've just actually had to cut out an even worse story um, involving <laughs> even
1: worse stuff. So, <laughs> Matthew, what, what other animals can we talk about? Well, we could talk about Double Bill. He, is it Double Bill, the druggy horse?
0: Oh, right. Yes. Yes. I mean, could we, yeah, we, we, we've talked about all these preposterous things with uh, Lillian and Justin, and we never even got to, to the first
1: one. Um and that that was driving through most of the episode wasn't it? I mean you I mean as we said how much did they get for the barn hundreds of thousands they mentioned that double bill was worth hundreds of thousands it was eventing was it dressage or was it I
0: think I think eventing's the is the eventing the thing where they kind of jump around fields maybe a show, yeah.
1: well show jumping maybe
0: no i think that's a that's that's, that's smaller
1: fences in a smaller field yeah. You're surprised me here because I thought you were slightly of horsey stock. Uh,
0: I I, I am from uh, I might the the part of my family that might know about this stuff is a kind of um, uh, sort of uh, sort of um, sort of part. But the the small amount of money that was made was immediately lost. So I don't think that that lot got to hang around with the horsey set for very long.
1: No, I mean my my dad's got uh, um, his partner has um, horses, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm in a glass house there. But I'm just wondering what drives the price up of horses because Lillian was it was all about the aesthetic, wasn't it? I mean, like you know, the dappled coat, um, very handsome. His behaviour when he came out of the the stable, but she was just relentless with Jacob. That was the only time I had some sympathy, sympathy. for yeah for Jacob, because he was kind of quite methodically explaining you know well it has to go like this and these things take time and she would keep you know she would ping him over and over and over again asking
0: joe rogan who you mentioned earlier i was doing lots of research and making lots of comments about the dunning-kruger effect when it came to him so i would like to see some sort of um research about um psychological research about why you would never ever say to a plumber or an electrician well you know hurry up mate or uh oh just sec have you thought about trying this or you know and yet and yet a vet or a lawyer or someone else you sort of feel completely emboldened to sort of say well you know um maybe you should um hurry up this incredibly expensive and Uh, monstrously complicated thing and you know plumbing and electronics there can be just the same level of complexity but it's just it's it's just a strange dynamic where how um certain jobs be you know and by the way if any plumbers and electricians are listening and they and they think i've got this all wrong maybe people do tell plumbers and electricians what to do but it's just in my observation is people are very very slow to uh um, tell tradesmen what to do
1: yeah and i would take my hat off to them because the last time i tried well the last time i actually did some plumbing It was fine, but it was basically the U-bend under the kitchen sink when I lived in Bristol, and I kept doing this thing where I was down there with the detached pipe, and every time I came up, my hands were wet, so I would run the tap to wash my hands and kept flooding the the cupboard underneath, and I did that at least five times just through muscle memory. Yeah, so so you
0: you, you didn't need to send yourself out for um, tartan paint. You were already kind of, you know, lampooning yourself on the job
1: on site exactly and i was i was done by those pranks as well in my (laughs) saturday job when i was a kid
0: there is something there's something there's a kind of profound sadness about when you really screw up on your own and you don't like there's not even someone to laugh in your face and kind of just at least kind of make it all a bit funny you're just there with your screw up um you know like you know a, a horrific spillage that ruins furniture or you know like, you know, you screw up some electrics or anything. You know, Does, does this ring a bell at all? Right. It does, but right. there
1: is also, it, it's tempered with that. Um, it's balanced with that feeling of, I can probably sort this without anyone ever finding out what I've done.
0: No, I think I'd rather have someone laughing in my face and I'd have companionship.
1: Would you? I mean, we used, to, um, we used to have a patio door going out to the pool in Australia and there was always a fly screen over when the patio door was open just for temperature. And one time I just tried to walk through the plate glass door and my body did this weird thing where I knew I'd walked into glass the first time and then I tried to do it a second time. <laughs> and my cousin just nearly wet herself watching. I had no idea why I did it.
0: It's the it's those moments when real life, if someone acted it, it they the director would walk over and go, No, 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 too much. Yes. Too much. I know. Too much. Yeah. What the hell do you think you're doing? A double door
1: walk? Come yeah, on. I thought it was a very British thing to be doing in Australia. I, w- I remember once a client coming to visit uh, an office that I was working in and he was carrying a hot cup of coffee in a plastic cup and this glass door slammed back in him and he basically smashed hot coffee over his chest and he laughed. <laughs> I was like, that's the most British thing I've ever seen because the guy's clearly in pain and possibly losing skin, but he's visiting another company and he just doesn't want to lose face.
0: I used to work on a boat in this... Um client came over and it was flooding at the time and she said oh my god what how on earth do you guys cope with the floods <laughs> everyone was just looking at the floor waiting who was going to sort of have the courage to sort of point out the um blindingly obvious we were absolutely fine so matthew the one thing i think we haven't talked about is denise is she going to be a character staying around i wanted to stay around i liked her a lot um i actually thought she was she's maybe the most rounded character this week
1: yeah absolutely um i when she said to Jakob, do you even know what's going on with my kids i was screaming at the radio going yeah her daughter's going to university blah, blah. and it was like yeah he doesn't know does he she was great and i liked the way that she handed in a notice where she said you know i was going to drive my daughter to university that day and take that time off in lieu for working today but that doesn't matter because of the third point yeah. i quit Um, and Jacob came crawling back to say that they'd had some unsatisfactory help in the form of Tracy. I like Tracy's kind of approach, which is, if you don't apologize, I'm going to burn the whole practice, (laughs) down.
0: Yeah, I I did. I did think, um, there was one moment where, and it was, it was obviously a little cheeky sort of scene ender, but where Jacob kind of said, and, um, and, and actually you, you might be missing, you might be missing the regular clients here, mightn't you? And I thought that was, just, you know, I did that did make me smile a little bit. So you know, I'll give the archers that I, they did make me smile once this week.
1: Yeah, he he realized he'd um, he'd up, didn't he? And he had to go back and to clear that up. But he was still very reticent. Oh, I don't even think it's on purpose, is it? He just he's just so socially awkward. And were, were you hinting earlier that maybe he's on some kind of spectrum?
0: Uh, I, the, this is the thing is I know that, and it's a very sensitive topic. Uh, and I know, And I know people do, people diagnose themselves with OCD and they say, oh, she's a bit on the spectrum and all this sort of stuff. So I, I'm very, I'm, these days I'm trying to be very slow for any of that sort of stuff. But, I, you know, it, it, that's that would be the colloquial phrase that people would use just mm-hmm. what i was trying to say yeah. yeah
1: i mean i kind of i i cringed a bit as i said it to be honest
0: yeah I'm not, I'm not criticizing you but i'm just acknowledging the fact that for it might be something i think it's i think it's one of those phrases that's probably going to evolve out over the next couple of years i wouldn't be offended if someone said it but i can understand how a lot of people who potentially have you know children who do have asperger's or do have autism or anything like that would be deeply offended by it but yeah um i think but i think there is something diagnosable with with him,
1: mm. I mean, I had a friend in Ireland who I had to be told by a mutual friend that it was a case of Asperger because he his directness would have shamed Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he would just tell you stuff to your face about you, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a bit crushing. Yeah, but, um, and then immediately afterwards, just be absolutely lovely. And you know, I was taken aside and just said, like, just uh, just roll with it; it's fine. I did like did like that moment where. Jakob, to- speaking of moose, said he couldn't imagine a more annoying companion than that dog. And I was like, wait, well, you date Kate. <laughs> <If you'd
0: laughs> that, not met her. that is a serious plot hole, this idea that they do you remember way back when, when um, Kate was losing her. I'm going to mix up a couple of plots here, so I apologize. But Kate, this is how I remember it. Kate was getting super cross because Jacob was saying, oh, you can't live here. I think this is the first time it happened and then um he then had to explain to her how much he adored her and you know he basically he couldn't understand why he liked her so much but but, you know but he did even though she was so annoying and and everything was fine and then they loved each other and then they made sort of um then they went away and had sex but um but that was their kind of way of neatening it up. It's like, oh, it's implausible and ridiculous, but they just do love each other. But it's, it's like, no, if, if Jacob can't even maintain a, a sort of healthy relationship with someone as professional and obviously capable as Denise, then how is he going home and, and even being able to put one foot in front of the other in the company of Kate? It just doesn't make any sense. Or is that what they're leading
1: us up to? I don't know. I think that's where they're leading us, don't they? I mean, the other thing I said and I tweeted out this tonight from the it, it was me on the side who said Twitter tonight everyone to so apologies if you didn't like it but um, uh I think there were some pretty clunky Easter eggs for Alistair being lonely, didn't you as well? I think that's that, that's feeding in from Shuler. Well, he, well. Reject,
0: he rejected that he rejected that accusation from Tracy, didn't he? Um he was very offended by that. Mhm. Um, you know, he was kind of like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm not lonely, but, um, but how could he not be?
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think they're, they're following on from this Shula confession to try and bleed that into the story that maybe he's feeling a little bit downcast because of that.
0: Well, I think he's, I think Callister's a bit of a catch. He's, he's now Svelte-ish where he's lost his flab because he's obviously, you know, he's a, you know, he's a long distance runner now. He's still running because they reference his shoes this week. Um, he's got, you know, I mean, a very sexy job. It's, you know, professional, competent, well-paid and also, you know, a man, a sen- you know, sensitive man working with animals. Um, he's, you know, maybe he loses some points for living with his dad. I don't know, but he's got a good reason why. And, and actually, you know, if you ever met his dad, you'd realize is all quite
1: healthy. And I think he's, I think Alice is a bit of a catch. He should be snapped up. i tell you what I am getting pissed about lack of gym. Just hearing about Jim, yeah, you know, through through other people, like, where is he? He should be. I know he's off in Scotland with his daughter, but not having that, I want I want Jim in the house, even if it is the uh, a massive scene when the Cicero mug gets smashed. But no, I, I know what you mean about Alistair. Yeah, he's um he's one of the more likable characters, isn't he? He I mean, he doesn't set the world alight, but Mm. he's a particularly as an opposing force to the the J man yakob who's wrecking everyone's head this week
0: he's he is a i mean if you need some tofu to sort of mop up the surrounding flavors then um yeah alistair does a good job he's in there
1: Uh
0: um but um talking of um people who everyone is sick of hearing about but not actually hearing from carrie's away next week as well isn't she
1: she is i think she's gonna be uh she's still in in Mallorca next week have she's i got been, that right
0: she's gonna look like magda for there's something about mary <laughs> by the time she comes back
1: <laughs> she, is, is this where we're making up for lost <laughs> well, yeah, time you, you said that peter i just laughed um <laughs> well I mean, she's she's you know
0: she's basting herself in saying you know like her own weight in booze and well you know i assume that the animal population of spain has sort of halved since she got there since she lit the barbecue exactly there's just kind of um long trails of uh pigs and sheep being led towards the led towards the coast so that kerry you know feast every day
1: <laughs> well she did she reliably informed me because i alleged earlier that she was in magaluf banging out roxy musics more than this on a in a karaoke bar and she she um she assured me she'd had a glass of rosé at lunchtime and a small beer in the evening. So yeah. she's uh, she's she's pacing herself. Next week, next week when is when it all goes uh, goes postal. Yeah,
0: it's like it's like it's like running a marathon. You you know you always take you always have a little sort of a, a few days off to let your
1: body let your body rest
0: before the big exertion.
1: I got some mates that run a bar in Magaluf. Actually, maybe I can hook her up.
0: Well, I mean, uh, well, born your mates. <laughs>
1: so... Now
0: they can handle it. Well, the good news is at least Kerry's got a week to calm down before she comes back and exacts retribution on us. So um, if, uh, if someone wants to uh, uh, commiserate with Kerry um, on having to uh, share a podcast with such miserable ingrates, um, where would they do that, Matthew?
1: They would do it on Twitter at The Cider Shed Pod, which is where all these lovely people that follow us, they're very witty, and they follow us on Twitter, Instagram, um. I took a little bit of a hiatus over the holidays, but that's at the Cider Shed pod as well. So funny memes incoming. I can I can sense they are on their way. And on Facebook, we are the Cider Shed podcast, and that's a group page. So all you have to do is just join the group and post away on there. I'll approve it unless it's something incredibly offensive. <laughs> and uh, even then it might get through. And if, um, if you
0: want to send us any recommendations, um, any hot gossip, I don't know why I said that, but you know, maybe you do there's some hot gossip. Um, then it's hello at the cider shed.com. and please, please, please review and rate us on, you know, Apple and all the other, uh, usual podcatchers. That that's an annoying phrase, but anyway, um, anyway, so all the usual podcatchers. So thank you very much, Matthew. It's going to be you and me next week. Um, please, 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 please. Uh, do you know what if it's this bad next week i'm going to say we shut chuck in 10 minutes of highlander chat
1: well firstly peter i don't think it's been that bad i've had an absolute joyful no no, no not us 50 minutes us. Oh, oh the archers, the archers. yeah no, no yes oh god no no we're a joy no the archers jesus christ yeah um yeah definitely definitely throw in a bit of highlander yeah that's, um,
0: if it's this bad next week it's going to be we're going to do archers for 30 minutes we're going to chuck in 10 minutes of highlander because you know at least at least i'll enjoy that
1: yeah and if you're a fan of the movie highlander um send us a little message dm us on the on the facebook on the instagram on the twitter and uh yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts on that because me and peter we talk um like pretty much every 17 minutes on whatsapp about highlander don't we
0: we should we should consider doing the pod extra that no one wants <laughs> it is peter and matthew talk highlander um, and, you know, Kerry can go off and do her Roxy Music one on her own.
1: Um, it can be like that DJ at the Exchange in Bristol who decided he was going to play Africa by Toto for 24 hours. We can
0: just... A fantastic song.
1: Yeah. Um, my, iPod, my iPod once broke when I was um, coming home very loved up in Dublin, and the only song it could play was Africa over and over again. <laughs> and it, it was just incredible. And I, I think I tweeted about it, and then I'm convinced that guy at the Exchange stole my idea it's it's an absolute
0: cracker um i'm gonna i'll post something on um i'll 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 add a link to the um when i put the podcast up on saturday um i'll add a link which is um how uh africa got to number one in new zealand about six years ago Mm. it's um well i enjoy it anyway
1: apparently nearly left off the album as well
0: well it's it's actually it's actually a very very complex song there's a lot of quite sort of um interesting kind of um key changes and could of called structures in there
1: but is it better than is rosanna better though because of the tempo changes
0: oh rosanna's rosanna's an absolute my, my my little boy loves rosanna our next door neighbor's called rosanna and so that gets played in the house very frequently
1: yeah it's, it's tough ones i think i'd have to go with africa but um yeah rosanna's got it as well mm. i start i start doing that real 80s thumb click thing swinging my forearms when rosanna's on that's that's a horrific image for anyone.
0: But like you doing a full Dexies Midnight Runners in your uh, yeah, yeah. in the in your incredibly hot um, uh, uh, Porto apartment.
1: Yes, the fan will be going on as soon as this recording finishes. Well, I mean,
0: now that now that me and the now that me and the listeners are fully aroused at that description, maybe we should just uh, quietly sort of slide away.
1: Yes, crawl into bed and. Let us smother you like a warm blanket. Oh God! All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that
0: was like... Oh my God! That was like some kind of... That was like some kind, of, some kind of weird outtake from a sex line.
1: <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hang